You've got courage to lead. Courage to lead. Be brave and be bold. Welcome to the Courage to Leap and Lead podcast, where each of our guests share the stories of courage that helped them become powerful leaders. Before we start today's show, please remember to visit courage-consulting.com, where you can find all the episodes and other excellent resources, all at courage-consulting.com. Now, here's your host, Leadership Courage Coach, C.B. Bowman. Wow, <laughs> So, but, but here's here's the question though. Does being a visionary give you a pass for being decent to people? Well, that's a that's a, a big a bigger question, and I I don't know because you you look at a lot of uh, great people, and, and maybe they you know they weren't all nice people, you know, uh, if they're visionary or if they they had power, and you know. I mean, the saying, the saying, uh, the quote is, you know, power corrupts, absolute power absolutely corrupts. <laughs> <laughs> that's not, not mine. That, 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 that goes back. Uh, that's, uh, can't remember who said that, but that's, um, there's a lot of truth to that. So having someone that's uh, kind and, and, and powerful and successful is, is rarer than it should be, but that's, that happens to be the reality. Um, Why do and, you think that is though? They got sloppy. They got away with it. Uh, no one held them to account. You know, they had no no one in their life that they became. You know, you, you look at any famous person. They all of a sudden, people are idolizing them, and after a while, they believe it. You know, so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know why people are. Uh, uh, I mean, I, I have I have my moods, and you know, but. But in general, I'm I'm good natured and try to pe treat people in a likewise fashion, which I, which my father was that way as well. So maybe he was inherited. Yeah, but, no, I mean I get what you're saying, and I, and I think that's true. It's just that it's and of course this is media. It seems that the people that are the most honorary get the most press, and they get a pass, you know, for saying. <clears throat> or doing whatever because they have this vision or they have they can press a button and the world jumps and and I've always wondered what keeps them at that level you know that that line from Annie be careful of when you're going up because you pass the same people going down right but it's like nobody believes that <clears throat> everybody believes they're going to stay at the top and you, you know yeah. you have the right to treat people in xyz we just saw the uh, the movie about um, Air, Michael Jordan, Air Jordan, Air that's out, and there's yeah. a there's a uh, in in the in the heart of the movie when when uh, Nike got in front of uh, Michael Jordan and he didn't want to he didn't want them to be his sponsor and he wanted Adidas first or Converse second and didn't even want to talk to Nike but but they they got him in the room and the guy gave him an impassioned impassioned uh, Three minute speech, and he touched on some of the things you just said. He goes, you know, everyone, this is what's this is what your life's going to be, and it's not. It's you are going to be great. You are going to set records. You are going to win championships, but you're not going to do that forever. And when and when you're done with that, 
as you as you're come off that high are, are you going to be the same same person as when you when you went up you know and, and that's going to make the difference between you being the person that you want to be versus you know a complete jerk and uh this is an impassioned plea that was right on the stuff you just said so um there's, there's something to that <laughs> so as we as we close out um show us your last book and the last book there you go the last book was work made fun gets done as okay. has uh 400 real life examples of of how to make any task any group activity any organization more fun completely 100 percent completely true ideas people personally sent to me um so that's uh kind of again another the cut of the cloth out of this whole you know with the younger generation 65 percent say they they want to have fun at work you know they don't they don't want to go do something dreary or, or rote or you know for eight hours that drive them nuts they want to have fun and so what and, and so I, we talk about uh what that looks like and here's what people do and it's just like and and just Bulls. Well, I, well, like one, I, I was a woman in in uh, Los Angeles that, that she said, you know, when when I have uh, important work to do, I always I always uh, put on um, Yo Yo Ma. In 2015, he did a concert. It's on the internet for free. Yeah, he did a concert for for 8,000 people. Three hour conference. He played three hours from memory. And he, and he, and 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 she said, when you when you hear the music, it feels like God is talking to you. <laughs> if I put that on and I work on something, I have the same feeling that I'm doing important work, and it makes it it goes faster, and I'm in the flow. And I got off the phone, I I, I turned it on. She was right. <laughs> it actually works. No matter what you're doing, you have more purpose. You have more meaning. Um, by the, by the which music. Which piece is this? Which piece is this of his? It was uh, 2015. It was a uh, Bach concertios. He did like I think there were five of them. He he played. Um, took a took a three minute break and a three hour concert from memory. <laughs> it's it's on the on the internet. I'm can... looking it up. I'm gonna look it up. <laughs> and, and listen to it. It's just, it's just it's wonderful. It's it's beyond delightful. It's moving, and so you know that that gives her context or, or some or, or another one for example on a task you're doing a task that you don't want to do you know your taxes or something and oh and, that's a good one mm -hmm. yeah so so uh there's this is actually a, a technique the uh, the pomodoro technique or something where you, you get a timer a kitchen timer you set it for 20 minutes and you put it on and you see how fat how how much you can get done in 20 minutes <laughs> You know, and all of a sudden you're not you're not fretting you're digging in and you're doing it and then wow I got pretty far maybe you finished you know and, and so that's that's a accepted technique if you've never done that that works you know to to I, someone told me that when I whenever I do something I I'm big on uh, I like crumpling up I have a, a piece of paper I wrote the task I crumpled up it's done and throw it away you know and that that you know that physical ah, makes me feel good I'm, I'm that's I'm getting, true I'm getting stuff done today, that type of thing. So I love this. That's like when I when I get overwhelmed, I go, okay, sit down, write yourself a list. Cause I'm an introvert and I'm an INTJ and I write myself this whole long list. And then I start crossing it off as I do it. I'm like, yes, keep going. There you go. 
there you go. It's the exact same thing. Uh, or, or like the other, day, the other day I was writing over the weekend. I was just really doing some deep concentration work. And I said, I need some music. And I usually don't listen to music. And so I said to Alexa, play Beethoven and started playing. I thought, this is so soothing. I got so much done. Those there you go. Yeah. My husband comes up and he goes, this music is making me fall asleep. <laughs> he said, really? I'm finding it very soothing to writing and getting stuff done. <laughs> yeah. so well, we, we should have a different drummer, right? So yeah. exactly. Maybe exactly. he gets charged up by watching sports, you know, so oh, whatever. Oh, he does. <laughs> there oh, you go. <laughs> whatever, whatever it takes. Sports um, and certain jazz players. He's Italian and he loves this guy. Oh, I can't even remember his name. He's a jazz player. So, no, that's a comedian. I can't remember his name. But <laughs> he just, oh my God. Now, when I hear the music, I like it, but it's not relaxing to me. Yeah, yeah. So you're right. It's, uh, but then the question- Different strokes for different folks. Yeah. If that's you, what makes the world interesting. Exactly. When you're We're all exactly the same in boring place. Yeah. You're writing a book on make work fun, um, it's going to be different activities for different people, right? It's not one activity that the entire... Yeah, well, that's really all my books are like that. So basically, I'm doing a research-based research foundation. For that book, the uh, 100 best places to work in, in America, the, the variable with the largest differential between uh, companies on that list and those that applied that didn't get accepted was on fun. 81% of companies that are on that list said that they have a fun work environment. The people said... It's fun to work here. Now, the, the companies that applied that weren't accepted, it was only 60%. So a 21-point differential between <laughs> places that are fun versus places that aren't fun and their chances of getting on that list. So uh, we could take solace from that, say if the, if the best companies in America are all mainly places to have fun, then if you're not doing it, you got to you gotta make it happen. I, I remember like the, the president of Belmont, he would... He, college in in uh, in uh, nashville he he did a sabbatical and he just visited companies that were high performance companies to see you know what made them tick and at the end of the day he, he said the big thing that struck him one of the big things was the people at at uh the high high highest performing companies were all really enjoying their work and they they had fun with it and, the, and they enjoyed the people they interacted with and who they did it for and the whole the whole bit he goes he came back to belmont the college and said we got to have more fun here and he created a fun committee and he you know volunteers and you guys set up things that are fun you know that's that's the total instructions let me know if you need some budget <laughs> you know and they would be creative and they'd do an open house or a potluck or celebration on the roof you know whatever it might be and um you know it made it, it uh, got more fun in that in that uh in that college so anyway it's fun to teach a class on having fun in your company <laughs> so these these children that are coming out and starting their own companies get it right they do they do they tend to be better at it. and often i tend to think that they're Tend to be better managers. Uh, millennials are, are getting to management now, and they often are better because they yeah. know what a they learn. They know what a bad manager looks like, and they're not going to do that. And they know how much what they wanted when they were coming up, and how how they got that or didn't get that. And so they they are they are have the idealism that they want to be do the right thing, be the right manager, be the 
the manager that they wish they had, or maybe they did have, and they learned from it. But you can learn from a bad example as well, just as maybe it's a good example. And uh, so, um, your last book on fun, and then you're moving to Steve Jobs. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> what, what is your book going to be called? Do you know yet? Already Naked Lessons from Steve Jobs, the first person to create a trillion dollar enterprise and a $2 trillion enterprise and a $3 trillion enterprise. But you're starting with already naked? Is the already naked from his commencement speech. You're already naked. That's that's going to be that's the title. The, okay. It ties All, you're already me. naked. Lessons from Steve Jobs. Go for it. Go for it. I love it. Oh, listen, before we close out, by the way, when is your book coming out? Well, that I usually don't talk about books this early because it's, it's I'm still it's still being written, so I haven't even looked at publishers yet. But uh, I've been working on it for a few, several years with I'm doing it with a former uh, executive vice president uh, from Apple, uh, Jay Elliott, who was Steve's mentor for eight years. He was there and kept in touch with him the rest of his life. Uh, he he met him by the way, waiting waiting for a seat in a restaurant. <laughs> wow. Wow. And started talking to this this young kid. He was 28 and and he started a company and and Jay had worked at IBM and at Intel and he was much further along the way. And and uh, you know they talked and he goes, well I want to I want to show you something tomorrow. You have something he drove him to Xerox Park and showed him the mouse and you know <laughs> And, and then, then yeah, I want you to I want you to come on board and and, and Jay was like you know uh, I'm I'm pretty I, I I don't need to work for a 28 year old I've got I got a career he goes no no I'm serious he goes what 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 convinced you that I'm serious about hiring you he goes, I don't know uh, you know he's some XJS uh, you know roadster would would probably do it red and next day he had had that car in his driveway his his wife goes, you bought a Porsche? <laughs> he goes, what, what? And Steve Jobs bought him a Porsche. I'm serious about hiring you. And he and he did. Nice to be able to afford to do that. <laughs> yeah, isn't it? Everybody gets a car. <laughs> I want to do the Oprah, Oprah moment. <laughs> Before we go again, you know, I keep saying that because I don't want to go. Um, you became famous at your own hands. Nobody did it for you. You went around to bookstores, you told taxi drivers to take you from here to there. You talked to the heads of the stores and you said, what could I do for you? We're now in a digital age. How does somebody like me who's coming out with a book get my book in front of people? Well, every every best-selling book I think has a different story as to how it got there. So you got to find your story. Uh, it would be starting with who who is it for, and then where do you find those people? And usually, you can find people by either what they subscribe to or associations they belong to, and you can buy those contacts, and that would be a good starting point. Um, uh, but um, we are in a digital age now, and, and some the success I had was in a non-digital age. But I, I, I give you a couple a couple of quick stories, like the like Costco Connections. Uh, they you know the Costco does a magazine every month. Costco Connections. Yes, yes. Yeah. 
and uh, they called me. know that. Yeah, well, they they called me one month, um, and and said, uh, Doctor Bob, we we'd uh, we're doing a story about you. We'd like to put you on a cover, and we're sending a photographer from from LA to take some photos. Here. Great. <laughs> How'd this come about? I said, Well, you know, you've been sending us stuff every month for years now. We have a whole file cabinet just from stuff you've sent us. And we're constantly what using. I mean, it. What do you mean, like stories that you sent them? Yeah, stories. Um, I, I I did a column, you know. Uh, so the things I see. I, I did a newsletter on, on rewarding employees for did a um, hundred and fifty issues of that, and just sort of uh, different focuses, ideas, uh, questions on the road I'm getting, uh, case studies, a quick uh, no cost recognition stuff like that. And and you, we love your stuff, and we we use it all the time for our members. And we want we decide that we need to pay you back, and we're going to do that by putting you on our cover. And and so they did, and that that went to uh, that magazine at that point was mailed to fourteen and a half million business owners. So that that kind of helps give you some exposure. Yeah. And, and then yeah. We, were, we were talking about. Um, how I, I was on 60 Minutes on, on my book and and how how they get on 60 Minutes? Well, I got on 60 Minutes because I had, uh, I got on, uh, I did an article or I helped with an article in the Wall Street Journal. This this, uh, uh, this this writer was doing this article on on the uh, motivating the younger generation and he interviewed me and, and it was good. And then, then he called back like uh, three or four weeks later. He goes, they bumped they bumped the article to the front page of marketplace and so now he's kind of in a panic i got to talk to some more people here do you have any people i can talk to so i took an hour hour and a half and i i found seven people that uh, he could talk to that relate to the story and each one of them i had their cell phone and i said this this guy will call you you've got to be available and all pre-approved and I go, well, here's here's some people who can help you with your article. He called all of them. He used all those examples and and it made the article basically. And then at the last paragraph, he kind of gave me a credit and, and mentioned my book, you know. And so that was so, so I, no, Wall Street Journal has 1.3 million subscribers. So that was good coverage. But then uh, you know, a lot of um, a lot of media get get their, you know ideas from the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal. So, so this, this, uh, this producer for, for, the, for, for 60 Minutes uh, called him up and, and said, I saw this article you did. And he goes, and he, in his way of paying me back, said, you got to talk to this guy. This is the guy. And so they, they you know, invited me, they flew me to New York and, you know, went into a, a studio and there's, you know, a hundred people and lights and sit down and Maury Safer sits across from me and start talking. <laughs> <laughs> and that and that that ran on 60 minutes they they repeated it multiple times so that's a i'm not sure what that hit was but that probably 10 million people saw that you know at least um, yeah at least yeah and so you know i i, I my and and on both of all, all those examples those three examples i just gave you peter workman at workman publishing said bob we couldn't have done that you did that <laughs> oh well i'm glad i was able to help you know? <laughs> So they, they do a lot too, but they saw me pulling pulling with them. And that's what, you know, you gotta have a partnership with your publisher as an author. And and 
you know, so try to make that happen, which, which is, you know, uh, you got to maybe put up before you, 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 you get like, like I led with, here's what I'm going to do, whether you do nothing at all, I'm doing these things. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be hitting it hard here. And, uh, you know, kind of shamed them into keeping up with me. And I had, I remember like uh, <clears throat> those 27 cities that I initially went to, I remember Chicago was one of them. And the, uh, the, the book escort I had, you know, he'd say, okay, okay, we're done with that interview before next thing you have is you, you got, you're doing this over other side of town. And so we got some time for lunch. You want to get some lunch? He goes, no, no, I could eat anytime. Let's go to the bookstore. So he goes, okay, well, you want me to call him first? No, I want to see what the customer sees. And so we go to the bookstore. Now we get some lunch. No, let's go to another bookstore. You know, I could eat tomorrow. You know, And at the end of the day, this guy goes, you know, I have never ever seen someone pound the pavement like you do and i've been doing this 28 years and i said really what what do other authors do well they'll they'll say yeah take me back to the hotel i'm gonna take a nap or so i had one author say take me to the airport i'm done with this bullshit you know he did one interview and he he thought it was beneath him to have to actually talk about his book and i, I can't imagine you, you work so hard on on something that's important to you and then you you turn your turn up your nose at opportunity to share that with others i can't imagine you know but Apparently that's what a lot of a lot of authors do. I don't I don't I don't quite get it. So I I, I like to think I'm not one of those. I, I would definitely be, not. You, you appreciate have... the ride. Appreciate the people that are helping along the way. Be be quick to want to help them, uh, because karma is real. Yeah. <laughs> and, yes. uh, and it comes back and uh, boy, I give you a hundred stories on karma where I just taking the time to talk somebody in a bookstore you know, at, at uh, National Sherm or something. And and uh, the guy turned out to, to be, you know, head of a corporation that, you know, and brought me in for, you know, three three bookings and bought, bought $10,000 worth of books and, and on and on. So um, you got to, you know, I'm a big believer in, in, um, in, in being, being a giver, not a taker. You know, I, I heard the uh, chairman of GE after Jack Jack Welsh uh, speak once, and he he said um, at GE when we hire someone, one of our four criteria is we always hire um, everyone's a giver or a taker, and we make a point to, to hire givers, people that want to help and want to add and want to want to support others versus you know do this for me and you know it's all about me and my work's important yours isn't and you know and and just as a general rule we, we want people here that will be a team player not just all about themselves and getting ahead and playing politics and you know that's they can go do it somewhere else <laughs> so you know you, you're the third person in a week who has said that to me ironically <laughs> who i just interviewed yourself and I'm reading Becky Robinson's book called Reach. And that's her, in fact, I'm talking to her in four minutes. All right. <laughs> that is, it's a powerful message from some powerful people. To lead, to lead with, uh, with help. To lead with help. To and, lead. and the flip side of that is to ask for help. Yeah. And move, like, I'm not very good at asking. I never ask people for help. But, I, you know, when when Steve goes, Steve Jobs, another lesson from Steve Jobs, ask for help. He was 12, 12. And he was he was in a computer, you know, a club type of thing. It was sponsored by Hewlett Packard. And one one 
one time he'll you know bill hewitt came to the meeting you know <laughs> you know and and he he caught him on the break and said mr hewitt I'm, I'm building an analog uh machine i want to see if you had some parts you can donate to me and <laughs> And Bill, sure we do. Bill, you would give him some parts for his computer project, and, and but but you know, here's a kid, you know, <laughs> took the initiative here. He hired him for a summer job, and and Steve Jobs said, I, I spent the summer soldering circuit boards on a on assembly line. He said, I felt I was in heaven because <laughs> he asked, he asked for something, and, and people met him with that. And I think that happens more often than not. And so, um, you know, there Ask you go. Humility. <laughs> Dr. Bob, this has been a phenomenal interview. I thought you were going to be a stuffed shirt and you just nailed it. Well, thank you so much for that. <laughs> well, I, I do love what I do and I love, I love, I love what you're doing too. So thank you. It's, it's so clear audience that you have to pick up all of his books and read them. <laughs> And then compare I, them to the well, new one that's, that's coming a, That's out. another good feeling. I had the conference I was just in Nashville. I always, I never used to bring books because it's a pain. You got like, you know. And so now I, I turned the switch, I don't know, 10 years ago. Now I always bring books. So ideally I have a book that I've gotten for the whole group that the, that the person that's hiring me has, has gotten. Uh, and if they, if they don't do that, then I've got a whole, I'll send you this, I've got a whole pecking order of strategies to, it's okay if you can't buy the books, that's fine. Is it okay if we find someone else that will buy books for all your people? Well, who would do that? Well, give me a chance. <laughs> and, I would love. And I just go down the list and nine times out of 10, it's, I, I end up, you know, not just with everyone getting one book, maybe a second book, maybe a third book. And then I bring all my other books, which completely cover a table. And I, the one I just did, I had a record number of people came to the table and said, how much for all of them? I want to buy them all. And I go, well, I got a special price for that. You want, you want to take them now or you want me to send them to you? Both. <laughs> and that gives you a good feeling that someone's buying your, your entire work. We're going to create a lending library, the Dr. Bob Lending Library. This is great. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I love, I, it. I love it too. So. <laughs> Hey, Dr. Bob, I've got to run off because I have okay, Becky, but I want to talk to you and audience. You can't hear what we're going to be talking about, <laughs> but I will see you next week. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Thank you, CB.